It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, our one-stop shop. For daily fantasy football, DraftKings has an unbelievable DFS weekend coming up. Love the divisional round, arguably the best weekend in football. All I want is some close games. I mean, last weekend was brutal. 66% of the games were blowouts, four out of the six. Hopefully, we get some better games in the divisional round of the NFL postseason. I'm Ross Tucker. I think most of you know this. I say it. A lot of the episodes, we've done like thousands. Former NFL offensive linemen. You can check me out on social media. At Ross Tucker NFL. Got a bunch of media gigs. I will be in Tampa Sunday calling the Bucks and the Rams on the national radio call for Westwood One. And seeing whether or not the Bucks can finish the season number one ranked. In my press box food power rankings, very excited to get down to Tampa and see what they've got in store. You can always check out this and any other shows on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, as well as our social media handle where we post when the show's posted, as well as post when it's posted, as well as the highlight clips from the shows at Ross Tucker pod. My guy on this show, I got a guy for almost every show. My guy on this show is Joe Dolan. Love this dude. From, if you live in Easton, Joe, is that considered the Lehigh Valley or no? Yep, yep, yep. Easton's okay. the Lehigh so Valley. Easton, Easton, I, obviously Allentown, Bethlehem is Lehigh Valley. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if Easton, Pennsylvania well, was considered Lehigh did Valley. Did you know, as well. Ross, that Lehigh Valley International Airport, the call number is ABE. Now, it used to be known as ABE Airport, but the call number for, just like, you know, Toronto's YYZ, you know, and all that stuff, and LAX. And um, the call number for Lehigh Valley International Airport is ABE, Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton. So, yes, Easton is part of the Lehigh Valley, a, a proud part of Lehigh, right across the bridge from Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Um, obviously, you might know the I didn't go to I didn't go to Easton High School. I um, I uh, didn't go. I went to Catholic school. But um, uh, but uh, right across the bridge from you might know the Easton Phillipsburg big high school. Uh, rivalry that they play at Lafayette College every year. So, uh, yep, I am. I am from the Lehigh Valley. Uh, uh, Ross, uh, just uh, uh, about an hour down the road from Philadelphia. A nice, easy trip down the Northeast Extension. All right. So, I got a couple of questions now. Would Easton have been your public school if you went to public? No, school? I would have gone to Wilson. Uh, I would have gone to Wilson. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Because uh, because of the, the location, might remember that. Uh, they beat Terrell Pryor in the state championship game in, I think, 2006, something like that. Uh, I think that I was been. at that game. You, you were- know who else they beat? Who they beat? My alma mater, oh. missing in the semifinals. Yeah, I was so- at that game, too. I was out of the league after the Browns had cut me, and I went to Muhlenberg College, and I saw Wilson beat Why missing. And oh, Wilson had a quarterback, really good DJ Lenahan, ended up going to Toledo, I want to say. Yeah. And and then uh, I went to the state championship game the next weekend, 
and saw them take down Terrell Pryor and uh, Jeanette. Jeanette. Ross, you just mentioned Muhlenberg College. By the way, a very good team in the Centennial Conference. My buddy would be absolutely – this is going to horrify you, and it's going to horrify me, and it's going to horrify our listeners. But my buddy would be absolutely pissed at me if I didn't take a chance with you mentioning Muhlenberg College to go, yeah. so the muhlenberg mules man so uh yeah that's for andrew weibel i hope he i hope he's listening shout out andrew weibel with the mule noise i believe check out joe on social media at fg underscore dolan certainly go to fantasypoints.com code 21 feast you probably have all sorts of stuff going right joe i mean i'm guessing you have all kinds of DFS and betting info for the playoff games, but then also starting already summarize and lessons learned from the season long league. Uh huh. Yeah. So we're, we're just like, I think what, one of the things that we really want to do um, uh, certainly with John Hanson, who flies cross country every week um, to do the, the direct TV uh, fantasy zone show um, we're, we're decompressing and we don't want to, we don't want to like just overload ourselves with takes and like I think we're trying to take a step back and and kind of examine and get ourselves refreshed. But like when we start really previewing free agency, which will come, you know, I think we really start to do that the week, the bye week between the championship week and the Super Bowl. Um, that's when we're going to start really having some some of our lessons learned and and, and some of the major takeaways. You know, um, John Hansen always does a big article, but we all contribute to it. Like, what are some of your lessons learned, you know, from from this season? And um, it's a it, it's going to be um, it, it's going to be just preparing for next year. People are people say, wait a minute, you do fantasy full time? You talk about football full time? Well, it's kind of just like you know a, a beat writer. Like uh, if somebody covers the Green Bay Packers full time, all right. Let, let, let me go to a team that got eliminated this weekend. Let's say somebody covers the Dallas Cowboys full time. Well, what do you do? You recap the season. You talk about what they might want to improve on, and then you prepare for next season. That's what you do, and that's what we do here in the fantasy industry. And, you know, people are into dynasty. You know, you might do your dynasty draft before the NFL draft. So um, that's what we're going to do. And by the time May hits, Ross, it's best ball season, and then we're doing drafts, and we're really forming solid takes. 21 feast is the code that you use when I know a lot of you will go over to fantasypoints.com. Joe, we've got four games, four games only. Last week we had six, this week four. Mm-hmm. Next week we'll only have two. Wait a minute, does that mean we have seven games left this season? So that's right. So the, the easy way to figure that out is uh, just like just like in the NCAA tournament, Ross, um, how, how many teams are there in the NCAA tournament? I think it's 68 now. And people are like, oh, my God, how many games are there? Well, 67 teams get eliminated. Ergo, there are 60, 67 games. There's there's eight teams left in the playoffs, seven games left because seven teams get eliminated. Interesting. So when it's Sweet 16 in college basketball, there's 15 15 games games left. left. That makes sense. Okay, so let's get to the Bengals and the Titans. The total at DraftKings Sportsbook is 47. I guess the real question here, Joe, that people want to know, what are you doing with Derrick Henry and yeah. Foreman and the Titans running back situation? Well, this is where you know we're, we're, we're getting into some good football here. Um, and, and I think, the Ross, the one thing you'll say about all those blowouts, um, all six teams that won in the divisional round, in the wild card round, rather, covered. 
Okay, so these were pretty definitive wins here. Um, obviously, five favorites, and then the underdog, the the forty. We talked on last week's fantasy feast podcast. The 49ers were the livest underdog of the week. Turns out they end up winning the game. Um, this is a line of forty-seven, like you said, the total, and that is the lowest of the week. And that's a pretty damn good number for that to be the lowest of the week. So here is what what I'm watching for. Obviously, Derrick Henry's availability. I would think he's going at this point. Derrick Henry, um, uh, the, the initial time frame was six to ten weeks. The Titans, um, I think we, we all assumed at, at, uh, when Derrick Henry went down, they were in good position to win the NA- AFC South. I never anticipated when Derrick Henry went down that they'd end up being the number one overall seed in the AFC. But it simply gave them an extra week to get Derrick Henry ready. He's been practicing for a couple of weeks. Um, the initial time frame was six to ten weeks on that injury. He is 12 weeks away. So it is entirely possible. I think I think you've seen the highlights of him from practice. He looks pretty darn good. I think Derrick Henry's going to play. The question is how much does he play? Because Deontay Foreman has done a pretty good job filling in for Derrick Henry. On the flip side, I think Derrick Henry is going to know, and he's going to relay to the coaches, hey, the Titans, the organization, they've tried to make me a part-time player in the past. It didn't work. I am somebody who needs my carries. I need to be fed. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Derrick Henry is used in this game, but I do anticipate he will play. The Bengals suffered a few big injuries last week um, in that game against the Raiders. Larry Ogunjobi, the defensive tackle, the big defensive tackle, he is out for the season with a foot injury. They also lost their backup defensive tackle, Mike Daniels, to a groin injury who could play, and Trey Hendrickson, their defensive end, obviously one of the best free agent signings in all of football, he suffered a concussion. Um, but he was back at practice on Tuesday, which probably opens up the ab- availability for him to play. So that is the big question. Derrick Henry, how much is he used vis-a-vis the injuries that the Cincinnati Bengals suffered? And obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals, I think their pass defense, I, I-, I got to tell you, was probably way better than anybody anticipated it would be. Uh Still gettable uh, via via Football Outsiders DVOA. It was the ninth worst pass defense in the NFL. But when you look at their corners, some of the ways some of these guys improved, you got Mike Hilton, the slot corner, who doesn't really have a particularly difficult matchup this week. But on the other hand, the Titans are getting healthier. Julio's healthy. A.J. Brown's healthy. The Bengals are catching the Titans at the wrong time with some of the injuries they suffered in the wild card round. Um, and the Titans are getting healthier and healthier but I'm just not sure Derrick Henry's going to come out and get the 25 carries. And if he does, how effective he's going to be, which makes him very interesting for DFS contests this week. I would think he would be popular, but there is some risk involved there. Any other notes on other Titans skill guys, Joe? Um, I really like AJ Brown this week. Like I said, like their um, their their skill, uh, their on the back end. The Bengals have done a great job. But ultimately, um, I still think that there's a a little bit of a problematic uh, nature to their pass defense, especially if Trey Hendrickson can't play offering that pass rush. Um, They're the the ninth worst defense via DVOA pass defense by football outsiders. So that's a a guy, A.J. Brown, who I'm really looking to um, if you're looking for somebody uh, to, to anchor your wide receiver position in DFS. Now we got on the other side the Cincinnati Bengals and their firepower. Although their O line was okay against the Raiders, they were yeah. good enough. 
And now the Titans' D-line is a, is a real challenge. Yeah, and and look, I, I said last week I thought, you know, uh, it was going to be a T. Higgins game. And it just turns out, you know, don't don't overthink these things, Dolan. It was a Jamar Chase game. Every game's a Jamar Chase game. And Jamar Chase is going to have a Jamar Chase game this week against the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, he is a top three wide receiver on the slate, along with Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. Um, nine for 116 last week. It gives him 27 for 507 and three receiving in his last three full games. Um, Joe Burrow has been, uh, uh, he has been really living up to that Joey franchise moniker. I mean, the swag is off, off the charts. He's playing with extreme confidence right now. The Titans pass defense, probably a little bit better than you think, but I think this is a game for, uh, the Bengal offense. I think uh, this is not a matchup, the Titans where I'm like, oh my God, you know, the run defense and the pass defense. Now this is, this is a matchup where the Bengals are going to get the ball to their guys. And, you know, today. Troy Aikman's coming out and he's criticizing the Cowboys for, you know, trying to be too cute and not get the ball to CeeDee Lamb. And you heard Troy Aikman talking um, on the broadcast on Sunday against with Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. And he's wondering why in God's name are the Eagles not putting the ball? Why, why, why are they not a calling plays for Devontae Smith or why is Jalen Hurts not throwing the ball to Devontae Smith? And here's the thing about the Bengals that I like. They don't do any of that crap. They've got they've got three good receivers. They've got a good running back, and they have a functionally uh, probably better than functional tight end in Uzoma. You know who gets the ball in Cincinnati? They're really good running back. They're three good wide receivers, and they're decent tight end. There's no Ray Ray McLeod crap going on here with the Cincinnati Bengals. They put the ball in the hands of their good players. It's been the case since the beginning of the year. Um, even when you go deeper into the playoffs and you might be considering somebody like a Samaj P. Ryan. No, no they, they put the ball in the hands of their good players. I expect the Cincinnati Bengals to continue doing that in what should be a very competitive divisional round game against the Titans. There's no Ray Ray McLeod crap. <laughs> I mean, he was just kind of emblematic of Shout out, shout out, Ray Ray McLeod. I'm sorry. You uh, are that's listener. for my Steeler fan fan buddy. Weibel, if Weibel's listening, I, I already honked like a mule for him. Uh, the, they, I know how my Steeler fan friends feel about Ray Ray McLeod getting like 100. Listen, games. you just took care of Ray Ray. I'm going to take care of your car's battery needs because there's no better place to go than AutoZone. Why? It's America's number one battery destination. That's why. Why number one? Okay, that's too many whys. For starters, they are the only place that carries proven tough Duralast batteries. They've got an extensive line of replacement batteries ready to fit your specific needs on your make and model. They've got free battery testing and charging, which I love. This is something like you're driving by an auto zone. Pop in, get your battery tested and charged. Why not? They've got free battery charging. So if you simply need a charge, they can help you with that. The proof is in the pudding. It's America's number one battery destination for a reason. Get in the zone. Auto zone. Yes. All right. Nice, Joe. All right. Niners, Packers. Fascinating game Saturday night. We know what the Niners like to do. How about my boost at DraftKings for Debo Samuels over rushing yardage? What a beast that guy is. What do you got in this one, Joe? 
Uh, well, this is a this is a fascinating game. Um, it's going to be very cold in Lambeau Field. I think my cousin's going to the game. Um, I would I would like to, I, I would like an opportunity to see a playoff game at Lambeau Field. That is a bucket list item for me. I can't Ross. I can't go to a ton of NFL football games, like you know, because I have to pay attention. But during the playoffs, that's a time when I can go to games. I would love to go to a playoff game at Lambeau Field. And this one is going to be cold. And the Green Bay Packers. We just talked about the Tennessee Titans getting healthier. Well. So are the Green Bay Packers. David Bakhtiari, he played in Week 18. Josh Myers, the second-round center, he returned in the season finale. Green Bay could get back Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith in the divisional round. Here come the Green Bay Packers for my money. The be- uh, well, I mean, I think the I think the uh, markets have them as the Super Bowl favorite right now. Um, but for my money, the, be- the the best bet to win the Super Bowl right now, and well. That's why they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I'm not breaking any news. At plus 350, they are plus 350. Kansas City's plus 380 to win the Super Bowl right now. Um, This is what the 49ers are going to do in this game. And I don't think it's anything different than what they tried to do in their last game. Per football outsiders, I'm going to keep going to their wonderful numbers. Their rush defense, fifth worst in the NFL via DVOA, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel are going to get the ball in this game. That is an utter guarantee, 100% guarantee. I, I'm throwing that out there to you. Why? Because, look, uh, let's give him credit for gutting it out. Ross, that game between San Francisco and Dallas might have been the stupidest football game I have ever watched. It was entertaining. And, that like, I, I, I wish I could remember who said it on Twitter. But somebody on Twitter said, the NFL is America's pastime because it makes utter incompetence so incredibly compelling and entertaining. And that Cowboys 49ers game was the perfect example of that. You need one inch. Why is Trent Williams going in motion on a quarterback sneak? Like, what is that? You, you know, you want to talk Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a great offensive schemer. You want to talk about somebody who stuck his head between his legs and sniffed his own farts one too many times. You're putting Trent Williams in motion on a quarterback sneak. What is the point of that? I don't get it. Jimmy Garoppolo's rolling out to his right with a bum throwing hand and throwing shoulder, and he's throwing – come on, man. They're going to run the football in this game. They're going to run it with Elijah Mitchell. They're going to run it with Debo Samuel. they got to get the ball in the hands of George Kittle, though, of course – Maybe the best play for the 49ers is the one he didn't catch. The one that Jimmy Garoppolo short hopped to the left flat. Um, the run defense for the for the Packers is the problem here. I will be loading up on Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel in DFS. That's not breaking any news. I'm not breaking any news there. Um, if there's a guy you need to fill out a lineup, though, maybe a little cheap. I think I mentioned him on last week's uh, program. Jawan Jennings, man, this guy just makes plays for the 49ers. He's a chain mover. And, and he's not a great athlete, but he he's, he seems to be their one of their guys on third down that they can get the ball to. Juwan Jennings, a nice cheap DFS filler for the San Francisco 49ers in this game in Lambeau Field. What about the pack? Okay, so obviously um, the major concerns for the, for the 49ers are, are the defensive injuries uh, with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. Nick Bosa, obviously, with the concussion. Fred Warner with the ankle. You know, the funny thing about Fred Warner – Ross, I know you you saw the injury. I thought he blew out his knee based on his reaction. Now all of a sudden they're calling in an ankle injury, and he thinks he might be able to play this week. But if he doesn't go, 
Um, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to have a good time in the middle of that San Francisco defense, though that 49er front seven, I will, uh, I mean, I, I'm just blown away. But even without Bosa in that game for a good portion of that game, they dominated the Cowboys at the line of scrimmage. They made Tyron Smith look like a mediocre tackle. They made Zach Martin look like a mediocre guard. Um, just an unbelievable performance by that front seven. The 49ers do have the second best run defense via DVOA from Football Outsiders. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball. Aaron Rodgers is going to attack this secondary, and he should. Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver of the week. Let's also look at you know some of the availability for guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Alan Lazard has been coming on of late, scoring. A, he had a multi-touchdown game there for, um, uh, for Aaron Rodgers. This is the kind of guy who you put into a DFS lineup in the divisional round in a four-game slate and can win you money because he's going to save you salary cap uh, salary cap dollars, and he's going up against a defense in the 49ers who just don't have the corners uh, to to get at, to get Aaron Rodgers to uh, to uh, confuse Aaron Rodgers or to shut down these receivers. The only the, the best chance the 49ers have is to rush the passer in this game. They're going to need Nick Bosa to do that, but again. The uh, offensive line for the Packers is getting healthier with uh, Bakhtiari and Myers getting back into the lineup. Yeah, they're getting a lot of guys filling some of those jobs, which yeah, is Don't awesome tell me the- these buys aren't important. Not that anybody's going to argue that, but don't tell me they're not. Look at, look at the guys Tennessee and Green Bay is getting back with an extra week of rest. And who Cincinnati, Tampa, and San Francisco might have lost. Correct. Or at least comes into the game beat up. It's not like you can just go to LinkedIn Jobs and find an NFL player to fill these spots. Thankfully, you can for all, almost all the other jobs you need. You focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. Here's the deal. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Speaking of feast, Joe, tell me who's going to feast in that Rams-Bucks matchup other than me at halftime and before the game in the Bucks press box as I call the game with Dave Pash and Mike Golick. Um, I think, uh, number one, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles um, played a very poor game. I think Jalen Hurts had one of his worst games of the entire season last week, but... Uh, the Buccaneers were a bad matchup for the Eagles. Obviously, that very strong run defense against a um, an Eagle run game that had really been carrying their offense. So I don't necessarily expect this guy to feast, but I have to throw it out there. I texted our, um, uh, our, our ownership group of fantasy points during that game on Monday night. Cam Akers looked incredible. Like, I, I am just floored. His surgeon... A number one, A plus. The rehab team for the Los Angeles Rams, 
A plus. They should be proud of themselves. And most certainly, Cam Akers should be proud of himself. I think my guy Edwin Porras, our injury expert at Fantasy Points, is floored by what he has seen. Cam Akers, round of applause. I mean, he's out there and he's putting up over 90 yards from scrimmage five months out of tearing his AC, uh, his Achilles, which is like the worst injury a running back can have. Just incredible job by him. He's their lead back right now. And I think, you know, given Sony Michelle's limitations in the passing game, I think Cam Akers has a shot to be their top back again against Tampa Bay. For fantasy purpose, I'm still taking a long-term approach. I did not anticipate seeing Cam Akers this year. It was going to make him very interesting for fantasy next year. The fact that we're seeing him in the playoffs and looking this good makes him one of the most intriguing players in 2022 fantasy Props to Cam Akers. This is an incredible, incredible comeback for him. So um, uh, here is uh, the the problem for the Rams. Andrew Whitworth uh, was rested in the second half. Now, I don't know if he did that because uh, the game was a blowout, but he picked up an ankle injury. Um, that's a problem. This is an undermanned secondary for the Rams against the Buccaneers. Taylor Rapp, the safety. David Long, the corner. He's got the knee injury. Um uh, which is going to make things fascinating. The Buccaneers got a lot of guys back last week. They're going to get potentially more guys back this week. Giovanni Bernard, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, and Pierre Paul all got back last week. However, Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen, the offensive lineman for the Buccaneers, picked up ankle injuries. Let's see if Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones can get back. That is some of the biggest. This is we're recording this on Wednesday. Let's see if those guys practice today. I think Fournette is probably going to go. It looked like he practiced all week last week against Philly. They're going to give him an extra week. Mike Evans had a great performance against Philly last week despite his own hamstring problems. Going to be a wonderful battle with him and Jalen Ramsey. Probably um, you usually give that uh, that edge to Ramsey against Evans, but Evans showed last week that he is not exactly somebody that you can uh, count down. So the Buccaneers, um, let's see if they can get Cyril Grayson back. Um, he was a, a, a wide receiver who had been putting up numbers for them, but he, he went down with a hamstring injury. So I'm going to be interested to see if they can get him back. If um, Mike Evans, if you're kind of downgrading him a little bit, Maybe you give a, boop, a bump to Brashad Perriman or Tyler Johnson for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, some guys who made a couple of plays against Philadelphia last week. But ultimately, I'm looking at Tom Brady getting the ball to Evans, getting the ball to Gronk, and also focusing on the injured guys if Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones can get back in this lineup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your car interior, Joe, it's as important as the exterior. A lot of people forget that. You know Why? Because of how much time you spend in the inside of your car. It's more than just cosmetic. You can install a set of floor mats, replace mirrors. You can even tackle a heating system repair if you're way better at stuff like that than I am. The cool thing to me, or at least the easy win, is seat covers that prevent spills, tears, rips, and UV rays from ruining your upholstery and can even help maintain your resale value. Need an interior upgrade fast? AutoZone has more ways for you to get it, however you want it, like free next-day delivery or free same-day store pickup. The choice is really yours. Make AutoZone your one-stop car interior shop. They carry the best products from the best brands at the right price. Get in the zone! AutoZone! Sorry, Ross, I was was slow on the... uh... On the uh, mute button. On the unmute. On the unmute. Yeah, yeah. I, I like uh, to. I like to give you your time to shine, Ross. You no, know? thank like, you. How about this, by the way? 
The total for Bills Chiefs, 54 and a half, Joseph Dolan. It's high. And a half. It's high. This game is going to be awesome. Oh, I, I do not want to talk crap on the Titans and Bengals, both of whom have earned their way here. Um, I've, I've said all year, I think Mike Vrabel's the coach of the year. Joe Burrow's the comeback player of the year. Um, is this the de facto AFC championship game? You watch, look at the way Josh Allen played last week. And I mean, I know Mahomes just had a great game against Pittsburgh too. After the uh, the bizarre uh, uh, after the bizarre play where the uh, they ran the wildcat and uh, TJ Watt scored the touchdown, and then there Mahomes is like, no, stop that, give me the ball. The way Josh Allen played last week, how many how many guys can do that? Like, how many how who is beating that team if Josh Allen plays that way? including Kansas City. I know New England didn't have the firepower to catch up, and Kansas City does. But, man, if Josh Allen plays that way, they had more touchdowns than third downs in that game. Seven touchdowns to six third downs. Just an incredible, incredible performance. And let me tell you something. The Buffalo Bills are going to score on the Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to score. They already met in Kansas City earlier this season. The Bills blew them out. The game was a 57.5-point line, higher than this line. The Bills beat them 38-20 to in Arrowhead Stadium. Now, that was week five. The chief offense was stuck in a rut, but still something to point out. This game is going to be awesome. Devin Singletary has given the Buffalo Bills something in the backfield that they just didn't have earlier in the season with some consistency. I mean, he's out there putting up 20 fantasy points on the regular. He scored twice in that game. Good news against Kansas City. You have a functional run game to help things out in that backfield. Dawson Knox made big plays, scoring two touchdowns. And look, the fact of the matter is Josh Allen had more touchdowns passes than incompletions. The Bills had more touchdowns than third downs in that game. And Stephon Diggs had three catches. That is how dangerous this Buffalo Bills team is. Um, Isaiah McKenzie seems to have superseded Cole Beasley in their lineups. I think that's probably a good decision. Somebody you might want to look at as somebody who's going to get the ball in his hands um, in this game. I like Isaiah McKenzie. He showed his abilities a couple of weeks ago uh, when he filled in for Cole Beasley, who was on the COVID list. And now it looks like he's earned himself a role as maybe a salary saver in your lineup. Emmanuel Sanders scored a touchdown in that game. Gabriel Davis scored a touchdown in that game. Ross, you used to play for the Bills. If you suited up in this game, you might have scored a touchdown. That's how on fire the Bills were in that game. When's the last time you scored a touchdown, Ross? Seventh grade. What were you playing? Fullback at Hamburg. I played fullback in seventh grade. Somehow I only scored one touchdown as a burly, chubby fullback. (laughs) And my dad said, you know, that might be your only touchdown you ever score and I was like yeah right I'm gonna have like 10 more this season didn't score another every time we got near the goal line we would either call a quarterback bootleg with our fast quarterback Judd Meinhardt or we would throw the ball believe it or not to Jeremy Showers I'm glad you brought it up Joe I could have had more touchdowns I'm so sorry Ross I could have had more end zone celebrations I have by the way in the NFL I once got the ball in the end zone for a scoring play. 
Was it a safety? We're playing the Jaguars. Somebody got beat, Andre Girard. I'm playing for Dallas. Uh, I think it was Andre. And I hear the crowd go, oh, and I'm in the end zone. Chad Hutchinson fumbled, and I dove on the ball before, like John Henderson did, and I scored five points. Because if I didn't get, if I didn't jump on that ball for the safety, <laughs> it was a touchdown. A touchdown. So. Not many old linemen can say they scored five points in their career. <laughs> I I love the perspective, Ross. That is. Uh, what about uh, the Chiefs? Tell me about the Chiefs. All right, let's first and foremost, this is how things are going for the Chiefs. We are in January, and Jarek McKinnon is a team's healthiest running back. That's how backwards things are. But you know, uh, one of the things that I've got to maybe look into next year for fantasy: the importance of fresh legs. Because Jarek McKinnon has them. Daryl Williams has the toe injury. Um, they didn't trust Derek Gore in that game against Pittsburgh. And all of a sudden, Jarek McKinnon's putting up 142 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. We'll see about Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week. But here's the thing. McKinnon's kind of earned more touches going forward. And hit that burst, that speed, is something that really in- endears him to this Kansas City offense that has been built on burst and speed. Um Obviously, Tyreek Hill scored in that game. Don't really know if he's 100% yet. Um, but the Chiefs scored six straight touchdowns after TJ Watts scoop and score. Um, Travis Kelsey became the first player to throw for a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and to post 100 receiving yards in a playoff game. Jarek McKinnon, where number one out there, 142 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown, he has given that Patrick Mahomes a viable checkdown option. Um, and, and, Something that Patrick Mahomes needs to learn how to take. We, we've talked in his career about him trying to force things down the field. He needs to take the check down more often. He has done that with Jarek McKinnon, who is now on this slate a top eight running back, um, which, I mean, isn't really that shocking. I mean, the, the only team that doesn't have one above him right now um, is uh, – I'm trying to think. I'm looking at my projections. Who, who's the only team? Uh, no, he is a top eight running back on the slate. There are eight teams on the slate. Ergo, he's one of the eight best running backs on the slate. The uh, the team that doesn't have one above him right now is Tampa Bay, by the way, on, on my projections because Tampa Bay, we, ha- we haven't gotten Leonard Fournette cleared yet. We have two Green Bay running backs ahead of Jarek McKinnon, but he is one of the top eight running backs on the slate after being a fantasy afterthought the entire year. Um, obviously Byron Pringle is a guy who, if you played him for DFS last week, he scores two touchdowns. He ended up being a money winner for you. He has earned Patrick Mahomes' trust and really has become their number two receiver. The guy who I think, uh, Mahomes trusts the most. Of course, he was playing pitch and catch against Pittsburgh going 30 for 39 for 404 and five touchdowns. And Demarcus Robinson and Mecole Hardman had big games as well. But Byron Pringle is the second uh, guy here. He is the guy who, if I'm playing a receiver outside of Tyreek Hill, he is likely my favorite here for the wide receiver position for the Kansas City Chiefs. At FG underscore Dolan is his Twitter handle. His name's Joe Dolan. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. That was awesome. That was a fantastic 35 minutes getting you ready for a divisional round of the NFL playoffs from a fantasy perspective Mike Tannenbaum was excellent on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast today. If you like breakdowns, we got Greg Cosell tomorrow. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. 
A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.